A reading from the book of Genesis. The Lord said to Abram, Go forth from the land of your kinsfolk and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless, the, I will bless those who bless you, and curse those who curse you. All of the communities of the earth shall find blessing in you. Abraham went as the Lord directed him. The word of the Lord.
A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to Timothy. Beloved, bear your share of hardship for the gospel with the strength that comes from God. He saved us and called us to a holy life, but not according to our works, but according to his own design and the grace bestowed on us in Christ Jesus before time began, but now made manifest through the appearance of our Savior Christ Jesus, who destroyed death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. The word of the Lord. be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, conversing with him. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud cast a shadow over them. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell prostrate and were very much afraid. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise and do not be afraid. And when the disciples raised their eyes, 
they saw no one else but Jesus alone. As they were coming down from the mountain, Jesus charged them, do not tell the vision to anyone until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. to give a warm welcome to anyone who might be visiting the cathedral today. Thank you so much for coming and joining us in the celebration of Holy Mass. Let's just pause for a moment and think about how beautiful it must have been to see Jesus transfigured in his glory. Just imagine that. We have the privilege of living in a very beautiful part of the world. And we're just surrounded by, you know, the beauty of God's creation. And if any of you had the opportunity to see the sunrise over Lake Superior this morning, it was really stunning. But all of that pales in comparison to the beauty of Jesus Christ transfigured in his glory. Everything in this world that we've seen that is beautiful, everything in this world that we've heard that is beautiful, is just a mere shadow of the beauty of Jesus Christ transfigured in his glory. Just imagine what that might be like. And when the glory of Jesus shines forth, there is this voice from heaven, God the Father, of course. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Listen to him. And in light of these words of sacred scripture, it seems fitting to continue our series of homilies on the Holy Mass and continue our reflections on the Liturgy of the Word, where we listen to Jesus and perceive the beauty of his glory. Last time when I spoke about the Liturgy of the Word, 
we reflected on how this is a part of the Mass where God speaks to us and he gives himself to us through his holy word, which is none other than Jesus Christ himself. He is the eternal word of the Father who is sent forth from the Father. He is spoken from the Father. He is given from the Father to us. And so our listening to him is this means of receiving this precious gift. And let us listen more to what the church says about the liturgy of the word from the general instruction of the Roman Missal. The Roman Missal is that book of prayers uh, for the Holy Mass and the instructions on how to celebrate Mass. This is more of what the Roman Missal says about the liturgy of the word. By silence and by singing, the people make this divine word their own. By silence and by singing, the people make this divine word their own. And what the general instruction is referring to by singing here is the responsorial song, which occurs between the first and second reading on, on Sunday Mass. Because these psalms are from the Old Testament. They're the inspired word of God. And by taking the word of God on our lips, it's a way that it is internalized and brought deep into our heart. It's a way we receive the gift of the divine Son of God by singing this responsorial psalm the word of God becomes one with us, so to speak, when it comes forth from our very lips as well. This word of God, Jesus Christ, who is given to us. So one of the ways we listen to this word, one of the ways we receive this gift of Jesus is through singing the responsorial song. And then it also talks about silence. And the general instruction elaborates on this silence. It says, the liturgy of the word is to be celebrated in such a way as to favor meditation. And so any kind of haste such as hinders recollection is clearly to be avoided. In the course of it, brief periods of silence are also appropriate, accommodated to the assembled congregation. 
By means of these, under the action of the Holy Spirit, the word of God may be grasped by the heart and a response through prayers may be prepared. So the word of God, the the liturgy of the word is a time of meditation. To hear the word, to reflect on it. And there's these brief pauses of silence. Right before the readings start, between the readings, There's just these brief pauses of silence. And in this silence, by the action of the Holy Spirit, the word of God may be grasped by the heart. And so it is so important for us in our own life to be able to cultivate a type of interior silence. So when we come to Mass through the introductory rites, which we talked about earlier, our our hearts can get tuned in and we can enter into this silence where the Word of God may be received. In fact, St. John of the Cross has a beautiful line in this regard. He says, God the Father spoke one word which was his son, he spoke that word in eternal silence, and in silence it must be heard by the soul. And you see, we tend to live a pretty busy and frenetic life, and we're running around to all kinds of different things, and sometimes we don't take the opportunity to cultivate an interior silence to hear the word of God and to truly receive Christ as he's being given to us when the word of God is proclaimed. So I'd like to offer a couple suggestions in doing so. The first suggestion is through beauty. And we began this a little bit at the beginning of the homily where we paused for a moment And and just imagine how beautiful Christ must be transfigured in his glory. And every time we experience beauty in this world, it's an opportunity for us to stop. And not only admire the beauty of God's creation, or the beauty of the arts, but to have our mind and our heart go beyond it, to reflect upon God who is far more beautiful than anything on this earth that we have ever seen or heard. And the beauty of creation, the beauty of art, beauty of sacred music is this means of turning the mind and heart in silence to the beauty of God who is the source of this. Don't waste these opportunities when 
we encounter beauty. Pause. Stop. And think about the beauty of Jesus Christ transfigured in his glory. This is a great way to teach children how to meditate. You know, we, we teach children uh, their prayers, and that's very important to do so. We, from you know, young on, we, we teach children the sign of the cross. We teach them the Our Father, the Hail Mary, and it's very important that we do so. But it's also important that we teach children to meditate. And all you have to do with young children is just ask them to close their eyes and imagine how beautiful God is. And depending on their attention span, that may only last a short period of time. But already, it's an introduction into meditation which will help them enter into the liturgy of the word. And it's a way for all of us to quiet our minds and our hearts. So this first suggestion is to, to let the encounter with beauty be this opportunity for us to just meditate on the beauty and the glory of Jesus Christ transfigured before us. Second suggestion is to take a technology-free day once a week. I think we forget sometimes how often uh, all of these devices uh, that, we, that we use, and we can use for good, uh, time on social media, time on the internet, all these other kinds of things can create an interior disquietude because our minds just keep jumping from one thing to the next through these different means of electronic communication. It affects our brains. And it limits our ability to quiet ourselves inside. And so it's important for us to moderate their use. And a good way to do that is to unplug one day a week. And if we have a hard time unplugging one day a week, it, it already has told us that this has grasped us too much. You know, email can wait a day. You know, we don't have to be engaged in these things every day of the week. One day, technology-free day, and with the family, play a game of cards, play a board game, go outside and do something. Just unplug. And it's important, it's an important exercise for us to do this because these electronic means of communication do affect our brain. And it makes it more difficult to quiet ourselves interiorly. 
And if we really want to enter into the liturgy of the word when we celebrate Mass, and through the work of the Holy Spirit, just grasp and internalize what God is saying to us, we have to be able to come to a place of quiet. And my dear brothers and sisters, we have such a beautiful prayer that we enter into in, in the Mass. God wishes to give himself to us, to speak to us. Let us contemplate the beauty of the transfigured Christ. And in silence, hear the eternal word of God as he is given to us.